You're listening to the Talkin' True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Your one stop for what it is in the NBA today. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the Talkin' True Hoops podcast for the 2017-2018 season. My name is Robert Schlatter and I am here with Nick Paravalos. And we're here to start talking some NBA basketball. This podcast will be the official power rankings for the upcoming season. Uh, We'll be running down every single team's strengths and weaknesses, key player acquisitions, and departures from the past offseason, and uh, where where they fall in our minds this season and what we think they're going to do. So, uh, Nick, you ready to get into it? I'm ready. We had a big offseason for the NBA, a lot of of players switching. Let's get started. Yeah, I think it's going to be... the season's going to be very interesting from how these new super teams and everything's going to mesh together. Um, also, it's going to see if the same old story is back with the two the two big-headed monsters over in the West and the and the East. We know who they are, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Warriors. Will anyone be able to A lot def- of a lot of storylines. Exactly. A so. lot of a lot of question marks around teams. So, we're going to see uh, going to talk it out, see if uh, anything's going to really happen within the NBA in terms of uh, competitiveness uh, within the top of the conferences and see if any of these teams can dethrone the big the big guys at the top. So we're going to head in to number 30. Someone's got to be last, and it's the Orlando Magic at 30. All right, so number 30, the Orlando Magic. They finished with a record of 29-53 and 53 last year, 29 wins, 53 losses. Um, the key additions that they made, they drafted Jonathan Isaac out of Florida State, Signed Jonathan Simmons, who most a lot of people believe is a really big uh, sleeper in the free agency class. Um, he played really well with the San Antonio Spurs last year. Really surprised some people being a D-League product. Um, Aaron Aflalo, um, not really sure if he wows anybody, but we'll, uh, we'll kind of see how that goes together. Um, they lost Jeff Green, uh, Jody Meeks, and C.J. Watson, a couple veterans that were, um, I wouldn't say really important to the team last year. Being that they weren't locker very, room guys, locker room guys, but weren't very successful. the The team wasn't very successful from what they fed off the veterans, so we don't know if that's gonna be a be so, a factor. So yeah, my take on the Magic is terrible year coming up. <laughs> um, Jonathan Isaac, he's a product, which means uh, I feel like he needs a lot to develop still. Yeah, still needs that jump shot. He's got he's athletic, he's long, so I think they trade they drafted him hoping he could become something. Like uh, Kevin Durant or Giannis, the Tacumbo. Exactly. That's that's their mold. But regardless, it looks like their last couple of picks, like um, um, what's that guy's name? Mario Herz Herzneck, whatever his name is, the guy from Oh Mario Herzonia. Yeah, Herzonia. He's a Mario. Butt. Yeah, he's a, he's a bust. They so they like, haven't been too good with their um. Payton doesn't look good shooting the ball. Uh, well, Alfred Payton, he's kind uh, of a guy that that that's up for debate. But Alfred Payton kind of is a Became is, a triple double machine, if you will. We don't know how. It's got to be his year. Exi- this yeah, is his third year in the league. I I, See, I would definitely agree. Set, no jump shot, so I mean. Yeah, it's going to be tough, especially with having a lot of point guards and guards in general be um, big shooters uh, from the arc. Now that the game is turning into a three point game, but I think the big question for the Magic, the out, you know, big question that we're looking at with their team and how will they be successful this uh, this season is will the new veterans and young players mesh bringing in Jonathan Simmons, who is a veteran. He's not been in the league for too long, obviously getting his real 
big bulk of playing time last year with the with the Spurs and Aaron Aflalo being a, a longtime veteran in the NBA. How are these guys going to mesh? I feel like Aflalo won't end the year with the Magic, probably. Most likely. Yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely say that. Jonathan Simmons... I, I just he's a system guy for the Spurs. I really don't see. Yeah, him. I can I can definitely see that. I, although if we put any value into preseason um, play, he did do very well. Um, looking as like a just an athletic three and D kind of guy. Very. That's who he is. Yeah, that's all he is, and or I, I wouldn't say that's all he is because he does bring a, a lot of intensity to the game. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you're right. He does hustle. I, I he's like a he's a very he's a. Most of the times, though, the if court. we look at guys who have maybe flourished more in the Popovich system, sort of like a Boris Diaw that went to Utah last year and kind of really did well with that team, looking at how 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 good they were last year, um, he could bring a, a new culture and a new set to the Orlando Magic that could really yeah, help them out. Exactly. Young, young so, you know, looking at... Um, the Orlando Magic, I think they're going to be hovering um, whether if they drop. They can't drop because they're at 30, but um, looking between, I think they're going to kind of stay in the area of 25 to 30, you know, how the season progresses in terms of our power rankings and a lot of other power rankings out there. So. Yeah, yeah. One final note. I don't like where they <laughs> they uh, invested their money in Biombo, yeah. Simmons, yeah. and that. I feel like they could have... Uh, just not signed anybody and just had their had the young stars play instead. Yeah. But uh let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Head head into number twenty nine. Up to number twenty nine. The Phoenix Suns. So number twenty nine, the Phoenix Suns, they finished with a record of twenty four and fifty eight last year. Um the big, big um I'd say one of the bigger storylines from the draft being that uh Josh Jackson fell and what many people believed would be he would go to number three to the Boston Celtics, <clears throat> but he ended up going to the Phoenix Suns and really kind of is beginning a big youth movement there with Devin Booker and uh, Tyler Ewis and those kind of guys. Um, will Josh Jackson be a kind of Kevin Durant type or a big superstar guy? Well, well, I, I like Josh Jackson coming out of Kansas. He's very athletic and could play defense. And could shoot the three. So he'll play her up well with Devin Booker because Devin Booker needs help because they'll uh, force the double on him. So now Josh Jackson helps out because he could go get his own. Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't draft a Kentucky player, um, Phoenix, because lately yeah. they've just been going Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. the Cal Ferry system. They've been a big, uh, Phoenix, big uh, Kentucky, big, big Kentucky guys um, over there. Um, yeah. uh, key subtraction from their team, Leandro Barbosa, who's bounced back and forth from the team a lot it seems um being a guy that was on uh golden state last um the last couple years of a part of that uh that team he was there with phoenix last year but the big question for them the phoenix suns is can josh jackson and the youth um movement make them an entertaining team i think so will it translate into wins uh probably not but you know that's up for debate. I think they have uh, a, they have a young young core that they could build off of, and they have a lot of assets which they could trade for. So don't don't um, value the Suns making the playoffs this year or going anywhere far. Yeah. But within the next three years, they could actually be very dangerous in the West. You'll be surprised. Yeah. What could pan out? And another thing that I kind of when I I was looking at Instagram and Twitter the other day, and there was um, a big. I don't I don't remember exactly where it was that I saw, but it was again Devin Booker's seventy point game. I think they're 
talking about it and the pictures of him holding up the 70. A thing that I know it doesn't seem like a big deal when looking at that, and that was a great performance, but I really think they do need a culture change there because veterans like Jared Dudley and Tyson Chandler, who allowed them to celebrate a 70-point game. Now, that's a huge feat. No one scored that many points since, like, Kobe when he had his 81-point game. But to celebrate that, and they lost the game to the Boston Celtics. It's just, I don't know. It, it's a small thing, but I think that they need to change the culture up there a little bit, make, you know, a winning atmosphere there. I think they're heading in the right direction, especially with the Josh Jackson draft pick and you know Devin Booker's a really really good player I think uh, a possible Bledsoe. all-star they have Bledsoe, Bledsoe of course. that's another thing because Bledsoe they've been trying to ship him out of there exactly so that's why yeah so they could I, trade him for a pick or even a value player maybe you yeah. have no idea where where that could go yeah so um looking at where the Suns are I don't think um they're they're um they're gonna be a you know head up past the 25 and kind of head into the 24 23 22 i think they're kind of along with the magic gonna kind of be at the back of the pack so um not a not a high ceiling in our minds for the for the phoenix sun so we're gonna head on to the next team right here sitting at 28 the brooklyn nets brooklyn we go hard (laughs) brooklyn nets surprising that we put them at 28 I wouldn't be surprised if they rise to the eighth seed in the East. We got some new additions. We got D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo, second round pick, has has potential to be a superstar and an all star in the East. We got Mozgov. All right, we'll eat that contract. Yeah, up. we'll eat that contract. <laughs> eat that contract. We'll contract. eat that contract up. Demar Carroll for basically nothing. We traded Justin Hamilton. For Demar Carroll and the Toronto Raptors' first pick. Thank you, Toronto. We'll have that. We'll easily. <laughs> I, 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 that was a good trade. I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. We'll easily take that 25, 25th pick. Yeah. Uh, considering we don't have ours this year. Alan Crabb from the uh, Portland, Trail Portland Blazers. Trailblazers. I think we only gave up um, Archie Goodwin and mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, Andrew Nicholson, who's yeah, they're not, not they're not helping us out. So and and Alan Crabb is a player that we went after last year, but Portland matched the contract. Yeah, then they realized we don't really need another shooting guard. And the good thing about that so, contract was all the money was up front to f- yeah. screw up Portland's cap situation. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're up to lately. We lost Brook Lopez though. Yeah, I think um, losing Brook Lopez, I've always been a big fan of Brook Lopez. I think that he's been really loyal to the franchise, but obviously Kenny Atkinson and um, Sean Marks were thinking in the other direction of the youth movement and kind of wanted to just dump him. Um, Not really dump him. They're sending him to a debatable, a better situation in Los Angeles, but... um, you know, I think Brook is really going to um, help that team out. He's a he's a very good professional player. Shooter, too, he could now. still play. Yeah, he's expanded his range in the three point. Um, but you know, I I think that Brooklyn is looking for the youth movement. I think D'Angelo Russell. I'm not not going to lie. You know, looking at him on the Lakers, he was looking as not the best third or second pick out of that draft. But I really think. Looking at him and looking how his fit with that young Brooklyn team, don't be surprised if D'Angelo Russell makes the All Star team this year. 
especially in the Eastern Conference. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. That, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. With uh, Jeremy Lin healthy in the lineup as well, the that, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets Lin, are a yeah. different team. Exactly. So we have a lot of young shooters, and regardless if the Nets are good or bad, they're going to be an entertaining team to watch because yeah. all they do is run up and shoot threes. Exactly. They don't play any defense, but they, they're entertaining. Yeah. They finish with a 20-62 and 62 record. I think they're going to get up. Uh, they finished with a 20 and 62 record from last year. I think that they can really improve upon that. I think they'll be like a 31, 32 uh, win team this year. And you know, uh, people, I, I agree with that. People are gonna kind of be like, well, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they're moving in a different direction now. They they dump their star player. They're kind of just rebuilding. But I think the they really played hard last year from the games that I've seen. And you know, a lot of a lot of good teams, like very talented teams, need that kind of that that kind of hunger. So they they get some more talent in there with Russell and, and um, Damari Carroll and Alan Crabb. So they're kind of getting more NBA players. And yes. when I say NBA players, I mean not guys that you know are bouncing in and out of the D League or here and there, but a guy you know guys that can really make you <laughs> have an NBA team and start an NBA franchise so I think that you know the Nets they could actually I believe they can move up uh, closer to 20 actually yeah by the end of our power rankings before we move on I just want to throw in a x factor for the Brooklyn (laughs) Nets team yeah Isaiah Whitehead might be up he is a poor man's Marcus Smart don't be surprised all right, when he comes. All right, you heard it here. Nets, okay? You heard it here. Heard Nick, it here Nick, first. Nick, Nick, Nick's got your Nick's got your little fix for the Brooklyn Nets. You Brooklyn Nets fans out All there, right. he's got he's got your sleeper there. So let's uh, let's move on to the next team. Rebuilding and at twenty seven, the New York Knicks. All right, number twenty seven, the New York Knicks. Um, it's hard coming from a Knicks fan that how bad we were last year, disappointing of what happened and everything. Um, Finished with a 31 and 51 record. Uh, key additions being Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank Nielakina, uh from the draft, uh, Damian Dotson, Michael Beasley, Jarrett Jack, Ramon Sessions. Um, key subtractions, uh, th- which is hard for me. I'm a huge Mellow fan. Carmelo Anthony uh, was traded to uh, the um, Oklahoma City Thunder for Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott um, along. Um, along with us losing uh, Justin Holiday, Derrick Rose, uh, two free agency to the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers, respect, uh, respectively. Um, you know, this team is <laughs> – people are, you know, saying, oh, we need to get rid of Melo to restart the franchise, da-da-da-da-da. And we're, we're a couple games into NBA preseason basketball, and, you know, you don't put a lot of value into preseason. But, oh, my God. Jeez – Louise, this team looks so bad, and this is why I have them, or we have them at 27. They just, they can't, now, Christoph Porzingis, I know a lot of people are really high on him because of his, you know, his seven-second Vine dunk, or no longer Vine, it's on Instagram or, you know, Twitter, you know, Bleacher Report putting out the the big, or House of Highlights putting out their, uh, their their little snippets of Porzingis with the putback dunks, the blocks, and everything. He's a nice player, but he's a seven three shooting guard. And what I mean by a seven three shooting guard is the guy has a hesitancy hesitancy to go down below, go down in the paint, and be a big seven three guy. Now, if 
I want when I look at my big man, I want him to be able to start in the paint and bring it out and be able to then if the paint game isn't working for him, he can for then go to the three point game or his outside shot. But Porzingis is a guy that has to start from the three and then work his game in. I'm not a huge fan of that, and I think it's going to be a real problem for the Knicks. And they even asked him to play the five, and he's like, oh, I want to play the four. Dude, do what your team is. I know you're the star player now, but do what your team is asking you to do. If you guys could see Rob right now, he is uh, It's It's just it's Knicks. rough. Being a Knicks fan is rough. It's rough. It's I, rough. I could tell you firsthand, being from New York, I, I a lot of New York Knicks fans are pissed. It starts from the top of the organization. Yeah. I would say... James Dolan needs to go. Yeah, I mean, that's Every, not everybody's gonna, saying, but it's not going to happen. It's so. not going to happen until you know. Although he got really mad at Fox Sports for putting out that uh, subway, um, that subway design of him, you yeah. know, them making jokes at Joakim Noah and everything. You know, so, that that's another bad well, contract. Yes, he's but. terrible. Hopefully, hopefully, their new guy from France, Frank, Frank uh, Nielakina. I think I think he's a I think he's a guy that develops. A, a guy that develops, and people are like, oh, you know, I'm really upset we didn't get a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., or we didn't pick Malik up Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Um, I thought he would have been able to really fit in well. Um, obviously, we decided to replace a, a shooter with, you know, a $70 million contract to Tim Hardaway Jr., but, you know, looking past that, we have enough money to do that. But, you know, they want to get, you know, a youth movement. But Neil Akina, back to Neil Akina, he – I think he's a guy that's a piece to the puzzle. If he ends up being our point guard, yep. great. He's 6'5", if, is he not? Uh, yeah, 6'5", really long, like a 7-foot wingspan. I think he's a guy also that could end up being just a 3 and D guy. That's Doesn't all. have to end up being a point guard. I think he's a piece to the puzzle because the Knicks are a good. Do they have their pick this year? Yes, they do have their right, pick this so year. so hopefully they do the work. They the are. in the league. And get, so uh, just, a memo to, just a memo to the Knicks fans out there. They are... A long ways away from so don't put put your chips all in for this season for being a surprise team because they're not gonna be they're 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 gonna be at the bottom of the pack and they are not gonna be a and I don't even think they're gonna be a fun entertaining team no, to watch in no. terms of youth like teams like uh like the Phoenix Suns that we just talked about. Like with Devin Booker and and Josh Jackson, those are going to be like teams you know they're in a pro they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, yes. Porzingis is you know a fun player to watch. You know with his putback dunks, but don't be surprised if Porzingis only plays 15 games in the first you know first part of the season. That oh, he's already got a hip problem with the preseason. You know he's going to have foot problems. Big guys have foot problems. So Knicks fans don't put a lot into the season. They're going to suck for a while. It's I'm I'm already. I'm already, you know, coming to grips with it. It's going to happen. It's not going to be a fun season to watch uh, New York Knicks basketball. Beasley. Don't worry. They got Beasley. Yeah, Michael Beasley. You know, he's a – KD, LeBron type guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's right up there with those guys for sure. He's uh, Michael Beasley, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. Those are your guys that you got to look at when you're talking about top tier. It's just – it's a bad situation with the Knicks, and it's, I, think, I don't think it's going to change. For, I think Beasley was a little confused. Maybe he thought he was still playing in China. Yeah, that, yeah, that probably that that talent level I think was good. So, uh, or where he where he was relating it to. So, um, enough with the Knicks. You know, enough with the negativity. Let's let's move on to the next team. Atlanta's Hawks flying in at twenty six. Okay, coming in at number twenty six, we got the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they had a pretty good year, and they have a. They had a really good team last year, but they 
pretty much cleaned house. Um, le- uh, losing Dwight Howard in a trade, which a, a lot of Atlanta Hawks players at the time were reported to really be in, uh, really like. So that kind of tells you about how Dwight was in the locker room. Losing Paul Millsap to Denver in the big uh, the big big off season uh, free agency signing Tim Hardaway Jr. to the New York Knicks. Thabo Cephalosha lost, um, and they. Their key additions uh, being a guy, you know, not a big-name guy, but another system guy from the Spurs, Dwayne Dedman, who I thought was a very good uh, center for the Spurs and could do a good, do the Atlanta Hawks some good this year. Um, Marco Bellinelli coming in, Miles Plumley, Luke Babbitt, so not big-name guys. Um, but, you know, the Hawks are doing what a lot of teams, I think, are going to end up doing. It's <laughs> just like, let's clean house and just start so, over. So I think the Hawks may be the worst team in the league, possibly. You wouldn't yeah, be, they, I wouldn't be um, surprised. But they, they're kind of, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, well, we the Atlanta Hawks just got rid of their whole starting five. You know, Corver's now in Cleveland. You know, all they have left, they, they don't have that whole starting five that was thought to be all-stars. Carroll's gone. Teague's gone. Corver's gone. Millsap and... Everyone's got Horford's gone. So, you know, can they keep pace with, you know, the t- rest of the teams in the Eastern Conference after losing so many good players? So my, my opinion here is they know that they can't compete for a championship or with the top dogs. Yeah. So they're just going to say, let's rebuild. and draft. Yeah, exactly. Which, which makes a lot of sense. It does, especially now with this NBA, you know, you got to – Sign superstar. You got to have three superstars on your team at the least to have a a, comp- um, but, a championship squad. But yeah, they probably will trade uh, Kent Bazemore by the end of the year. I think. I think he's going to have a really good year, yes. and I think Dennis Schroeder will end up being an All Star this year. And I think that For Dennis sure. Schroeder is a very underrated with a huge stack of just a lot of really good point guards in the league. I think he's a guy that's very underrated. He is. He. They traded T because they're committed to yeah. Schroeder. I agree. But they also have this. They have um, Tyreen Prince, yeah, who he could have a lot. At a Baylor, of, feel, yes, at a Baylor last year. I feel like he has a lot of potential to be yeah. to be a good three and D guy for the future. I'd compare him to Crowder, yeah, right now. And they also drafted John Collins from Wake Forest, yeah, who is their like I guess replacement big man for Joy Howard. Yeah, he get he could get buckets, <laughs> get buckets, so, get buckets. All right, yeah. So yeah, I mean the Hawks are in a rebuilding stage. We'll see where they go. Um, I don't really think you know they're kind of in the pack of the the they're coached well yeah too. they're so Mike Budenholzer does a really good coach. good job so it's kind of you know looking at them you'd say oh they're gonna suck but don't be surprised if they end up being of course they're in the Eastern Conference so don't be surprised if they end up being a pretty good solid basketball team yeah and entertaining so I, I agree. Yeah. But but I feel like they're still going to be bottom of the pack. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I just got to throw that. Yeah. Out. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's move on to number twenty-five. The Indiana Pacers settle in at twenty-five. All right, number twenty-five. The Indiana Pacers finished with a forty-two and forty record last year. Uh, the big question around them is: Will they be in a worse position after the Paul George and Larry Bird era? Um, of course, they made the big trade of trading Paul George to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Victor Oladipo. Sabonis uh, signed Darren Collison, got Corey Joseph, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, and TJ Leaf out of the draft, who a lot of people think is a very uh, sleeper 
uh, or is a sleeper draft pick He's good. Um, from UCLA. Um, and key subtractions, of course, being Paul George, Monte Ellis, who still hasn't signed with a team that much many believe is still a good veteran player to have. I would agree. And uh, C.J. Miles. So Paul, jo- um, Paul George gone. What are the Pacers going to do? Uh, just rebuild. They're kind of just got Victor Oladipo being an Indiana pro- product to put yeah, he's a god fans there. in the seats. He's a god there. Yeah. I would uh I would go out on the line and say the Pacers will surprise a lot of people out there. Yeah? You think I, so? I think so, especially in the East. They oh. they traded George and they traded people away and they signed like depth. So I feel like yeah. like assets. Assets. So yeah. meaning like they have Sabonis, they have Leaf, they have young guys mm-hmm. that kid. In the Eastern play. Conference too, they can do something if, have, if it all meshes together yes. and all the youth comes together but victor oladipo i mean orlando coming in i think he came in through number the draft two. as a point number guard two. and he came yeah. in at number two but i just uh, i don't know man because people were expecting him to be the uh the yin to yeah, uh, or the yang to russell westbrook's yin and it just i, I don't know what's uh i do like leaf out of ucla yeah he's he's a good stretch for and he'll compliment their like i guess their superstar right now that yeah. their guy miles turner very well out of texas yeah miles in turner third, needs to make the jump his third year? yes or yes it is, is his third, third year is he's heading into his third year this year and yeah. he a guy a big man that can shoot and a guy that plays in and then brings his game out he could definitely so i think you know looking at indiana they they can they could surprise some people him and leaf together very good collison i i love i I, surprisingly i love darian collison yeah um he's a quick guard and i just feel like he brings something every time yeah true true very true with the indiana pacers so uh we'll have them at 25 they'll obviously uh depending on how the season goes they can move up or down um within the ranking so let's let's head on to number 24 the Los Angeles Lakers are ranked 24. Number 24, we got the superstar who was number 24, Kobe Bryant's team, the L.A. Lakers. Huge offseason for the Lakers. Yeah, pretty big. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about because they got LeVar Ball on their side. Yeah, or, LeVar Ball is now a Los Angeles Lakers. Or because they actually had a decent offseason for the first time in a long yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> So... We'll start off with their, I guess, their key additions. Mm-hmm. Probably Lonzo Ball's the most hype around who they, their new guy. Yeah. But I would say definitely Brooke Lopez and um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope yep. were, their, were their huge additions, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and looking at, um, they low-key, low-key signed uh, Andrew Bogut, who is, you know, injury-prone big guy, but, you know, he could still do something. And a lot of... NBA fanatics who are really into the draft and everything believe Kyle Kuzma to be a the sleeper of the draft, and a lot of people are hyping him up because of right. how his preseason Some, went in summer, summer league. league summer right? league, um, and of course they lost D'Angelo Russell, Timofey Mozgov, and Nick Young. But Nick they, Young is finally off the team, the, so th- that was a good trade for Mozgov because they they unloaded twenty million cap. And they and they received Brook Lopez, who was a one-year deal, yeah, expiring contract. Uh, KCP is also expiring contract because they're trying to load up for next year's offseason. But you wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they like hover around the eight this year. Yeah, because um, Lon- West is stacked though. Yeah, so. but but Lonzo Ball's got something around him that like he'll bring. He'll bring I think people. he's gonna be really good though. I will say I'm. 
I mean, I was hesitant on LeVar and everything, but, like, Lonzo can play. And he's a pass-first guy, and he's got an ugly shot. Like, I'm just going to say, it's like an ugly shot, but it goes in, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I love ball. I it's like a, the ball brothers. Yeah, it's an ugly shot, but it goes in. Um, I he's cl- I think he's clearly the best out of all the bro- ball brothers. So, oh, luckily, no doubt. luckily, the Lakers got him. We don't know if the, if Leangelo and Lamelo are gonna head over there. Uh, that as all, they're as, all going. They're as all as, going. as Lavar says, um, but they finished twenty six and fifty six last year with their record. I think they're gonna do better. Um, the Lake Show is uh, looking to start it up now with Magic Johnson being in charge there. So who knows? Um, Brandon Ingram is gonna take this. Brandon Ingram He's is gonna a huge step this yep, year. I'm, um, I'm saying it from now. I've seen him. He's been putting in work in the offseason. He's bulking up as well, which yeah. is huge for that guy. But he'll I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged twenty this year. Twenty twenty and five. Bold statement there. Bold statement. Um That's what I, do. <laughs> I don't know. Um but I think they can be on an upward trend and really can help make the Lakers basketball come back and kind of be nostalgic for the Kobe fans and the Shaq days and everything magic, you know. I don't know quite Showtime Lakers, but they're going to be a solid team, I think. So that's enough with the Lakers. Let's head on. The Bulls in Chicago are at number 23. So number 23, we got the Chicago Bulls. A lot of turnover there. They got rid of Jimmy Butler. Rondo is now gone. Bought out Dwayne Wade. They brought in Zach Levine and Chris Dunn, Lori Markinen from the Timberwolves trade, yep, out of Arizona, and they signed Justin Holiday in free agency. Um, this team is kind of like rebuilding. Their whole front office deal is just kind of messed up. Don't know what they're going to be doing there. Um, I don't really see them having a real high ceiling. Um, I kind of see them at 23. I think 23 is a really good spot for them, to be honest with you. I don't really see them doing anything else. I, I I have nothing to add about the Bulls. I think they're gonna go straight down down to the bottom of the rankings. I wouldn't be surprised. Them they could easily go to like twenty eight in the power rankings. Yeah. They they could possibly get the number one overall pick this year. Yeah. That that would not shock me. So yeah, I have nothing else to add about the Bulls. <laughs> they they it's about yeah. time the Bulls go down. To yeah. The hill. Well, they've had they've had enough with the with the the Jordan era now. But I mean they. When Derrick Rose and Boozer and Butler and that whole crew, they were like looking like, oh, LeBron, watch out. Here come the Bulls. They're going to dethrone you and they're going to be the team of the 2010s. And they're. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Exactly. So now they're just going to turn it over again, flip the script, start, start from stage one and build it up again. So that's where the Bulls are. They could move down. They could move up depending on how they do in the Eastern Conference. They could do it because it is the Eastern Conference. So that's enough about the Bulls. Let's head on. At number 22, we find the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings coming at number 22. Um, I think they had probably the biggest turnover in terms of roster. There's a lot of stuff going on with their roster here. Uh, Their big additions being George Hill, Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, Frank Mason, Justin Jackson, Harry Giles. And De'Aaron Fox as well. And De'Aaron Fox. Oh, my God. He's their big guy. I I, I apologize, listeners. That was a terrible mistake on my part to forget De'Aaron Fox. Come on. Dude's going to be a stud. And uh, 
Key subtractions being Rudy Gay, Darren Collison, Tyreek Evans, Aaron Aflalo, Ty Lawson, and Ben McLemore. Uh, a lot of veterans lost, so they're bringing in more youth. A lot of draft picks. A bunch of draft a picks, lot, yes. if you want to go over being the draft expert that you are uh, looking I do, at i do love my drafts i mean harry johnson is out till january to start that yeah. one off but um justin jackson definitely i feel like his game could translate to the nba with his body and his three and d um play yeah darian fox is gonna he quick he's, he's my pick for rookie of the year yeah i feel like he's gonna lead the kings in probably like assists and steals that's what he does but yeah. he also could score because he's so quick i mean i don't i don't know how they're gonna work with the minutes with george hill and yeah. him but yeah definitely, definitely george hill's kind of a guy to just kind of keep in there that's you know a veteran to kind of um keep them not relevant because they really haven't been relevant well they're not going to this year um, as well but looking at if the youth all moves together well you know they got vince carter and zach randolph although zach randolph was allegedly allegedly uh uh dealing pot you know big whoop you know who cares it's just like you know although it is the nba so they have a you know they want to improve their image you know and I really wouldn't expect that from Zach Randolph, so I highly doubt it because he's a really big community guy. You know, he was yeah, a big dude in Memphis. Jersey retired in Memphis yeah, this alre- year. Already. <laughs> so um, I, I really doubt that being with Zach Randolph. But I think all the veterans coming in together with the youth, I think they're going to have a possible surprising year. Like looking at the Lakers, and everyone's like, oh, the Lakers could get an eighth seed. Watch out for Sacramento. They could, they could, do, they could do some damage here. That's bold, Ron. It's bold. It's bold. It's bold. I don't know. Well, you guys should let us know in the comments or something, you know, if it's a real bold move for Sacramento. I think they could have a good year. They're trending upwards. For I sure. think they're trending upwards. I think they're going to do better than 32 and 50 from their last year. I think they could do like maybe 38 wins. I think 38 wins. Okay. All right. So let's move on to number 21 Detroit's Pistons, 21. Detroit Bad Boys basketball is back. Um, you heard it here first. Avery Bradley as their new key addition with Luke Kennard. I'm saying Detroit basketball is back. Reggie Jackson's going to be healthy to start the year this year, right? Yeah. Andre Drummond is going to – I feel like he's been working on his free throws. Yeah. He's been working on the free throws. I don't throws. know how that's going to go. I'm a but Obviously, we're UConn play. guys, but I don't know. I don't know. They're going to play – very defensively, yeah. With Bradley, I feel, mm-hmm. and who, who do they have at the three? Harris. Harris. Well, now they have Luke Kennard in there too. So, so. Harris plays the four because they traded Morris away. Yeah. Um. Tobias. Well, Tobias is going to be starting most likely, and yeah. Avery's going to be starting. But Luke Kennard will probably be like a guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up trading Tobias Harris, but um, because uh, of the disappointing they, year last year. I think but. they'll slide him to the four. And yeah. they'll, they, I don't even think they'll start Luke Kennard. I think they'll start Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson's going to surprise some people this year. Okay. 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 And they uh, also added Langston Galloway. Uh, they lost uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, yeah, uh, Marcus Morris, and Aaron Baines. So um, I don't know what Van Gundy's got going in there. You know, he's the man running the show, coaching the team. So kind of, you know, what happens with the Detroit Pistons is – up in the air 
but we have them at 21 for now. They finished with a 37 and 45 record. More wins than I actually thought they would have gotten last year. Yeah, I they didn't caught re- fire at the end. Yeah, of they did right? catch fire. Um, but um, being in the Eastern Conference, they can make some noise, especially with Andre Drummond. Even though he can't make free throws, he could still he's hey. still a presence. So he definitely is. He's definitely is. So let, right. let, that's enough about the Pistons. Let's move on to number twenty. The Mavericks in Dallas sit at number twenty. The Dallas Mavericks at number twenty. Finished with a 33 and 49 record last year. A lot of people thought they were going to be the worst team in the NBA last year. Did not happen. Uh, they drafted the the stud out of NC State, Dennis Smith. Wolfpack. Wolfpack. So they got him now. Uh, they signed uh, Josh McRoberts and uh, re-signed Nerlens Noel, which was a big deal for Mark Cuban to do because they were very high on Nerlens Noel, um, and they really didn't make any. Or they didn't. They didn't lose. Or they didn't make splashes other than Dennis Smith. But they didn't lose anyone really important. Like Dirks. I don't know when's Dirks gonna retire. But um, I don't really see them. I because they're in the West and they have a good culture with Rick Carlisle and Dirk. I think they're just kind of, kind of be a solid team. Solid team. I'm surprised. Mark Cuban. This may have been the first off season where he actually built wanted to like draft somebody. Yeah, hasn't, yeah, hasn't pretty much. Thrown money at somebody. Yeah, and that's what I'm he, surprised he's, about. He's he's straying away from his uh, George yeah. Steinbrenner ish kind of <laughs> ideal idea of uh, free agency. Yeah, so definitely was surprised about that. But Dennis Smith Jr. so far has looked good with everything. He's yeah, he he looks pretty good. He got a lot of criticism at NC State. But, I mean, he didn't deserve it because they were going through coaching change. Yeah. And his team, his teammates weren't as good. But yeah. the kid could flat-out ball. So that's what I look forward to. They got their two centerpieces for the future with Smith and Noel. So give them a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, they could um, – I don't know when Dirk's going to move on and they're kind of going to go away from that. But, um, you know, until they do that, um, I don't really think there's going to be a huge yeah. – difference in the way that they are um from what they were last year and everything so it's going to take a couple years for them to do it but they're going to have a young nucleus which is always good to have in the uh, nba um uh, especially in the western conference because everyone's kind of turning around with sacramento and of course los angeles so they're kind of following along with the youth movement so let's move on to number 19 in the city of brotherly ball in philadelphia the 76ers at 19 Number 19, trust the process. Are we going to trust the process with the Philadelphia 76ers? I'm not too sure. They finished with a 28-54 and 54 record last year. They added veteran shooting guard that a lot of people were big on in terms of like them signing because they think that he's going to make a huge difference. J.J. Redick, um, they drafted Markel Fultz and signed Amir Johnson. And also being an addition, which really wasn't an addition. It was an addition of last year. They get Ben Simmons for his healthy. first uh, healthy Ben Simmons, who's making flashy passes in the NBA preseason, looking like a stud out there. Uh, they lost uh, Sergio Rodriguez, who was a pretty good point guard, veteran point guard, but now he's kind of moved out now that they have Fultz and Simmons as their playmakers. But, um, you know, looking at the Sixers, um, 
I think for them to be a playoff team this year, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to have at least like 35 wins. The over under for 35, I'm going to I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to say around 35 wins. Um you know, Joel's got to stay healthy for them to be a team. And like everyone's like, "Well, Joel Embiid, he's, you know, he had a great game. He he didn't really play and they played 29 games. Yeah, he didn't play that many games. So, looking at that, if he stays on the court and Simmons stays on the court, I think they could be a playoff team for sure. Well, I, yeah, I agree. I think that because they finally have NBA level talent. Yeah, and they have Jaheel Okafor as the backup center. He's like the forgotten oh, he's gone, man, dude. dude I mean, he's getting he traded. The he's the forgotten man because he can't make free throws and he doesn't have a jump shot. He'll and he doesn't play defense. He'll be fine. I think he'll help out. A team I mean, he's going to be fine on the bench until they trade him at the I, trade deadline. I, I, he was. I like Okafor. Ah. I'm still a do. I mean, he he was a stud in the NCAA tur- or not in the NCAA tournament leading up to the championship. But he was a guy that was looked at as the number one pick and en- ended up falling to three. You know, bear. You know, with Russell moving up and you know, um, Cap moving up over there. But um, you know, the Sixers are a big, big. Uh, team to you know look at for this season because because of all their young talent I think they will do pretty well and if I were to bet on whether or not they make the playoffs I'm gonna say yeah I think they'll make the playoffs this year for the Eastern Conference um, I would agree being how bad they are so you know trust the process we're trusting it for now Um, until the season starts and we see how they play so the the big thing here I feel is Fultz's comparison to Lonzo Ball yeah. And all the attention that Ball brings to himself and the Lakers. Yeah. So I would like to see how, like, Fultz handles this. Yeah, if Fultz is going to be like, Philly. you know what, this is my, you know, I have my city here and everyone's looking at you, Lonzo. Am I going to come in here and be that dog? Yeah, but I hope he doesn't constantly compare himself to Yeah. I, I don't, I think, I think Philadelphia, you know, with, you know, those three there, I think it's going to, you know, they're going to bring around their own culture and they're going to they're going to be their own selves and they're not going to be looking away and you know looking at Lonzo and what he's doing cuz you know they're going to bring Philly basketball back i think so I, if bearing that they all stay healthy i, I think. would i would agree with that um i can't remember the guy's first name but i'm going to give you the guy's last name anderson that the sixers have they traded for him in the norlands noel trade i think his name's justice justin um, not Justin, Justice Anderson or something. Yeah, here we go. It is it is Justin Anderson. He play, Yeah, I, I do remember. It yep. is Justin Anderson. Yep. I think that guy is big-time sleeper as, like, a team player. Yeah, what he, about Dario Saric? Dario Saric yeah, is a good player, right. too. But no, like, he's all right. He's a yeah. good power forward. He's really good. Yeah, he's. I don't even think he's going to start. We can give it to Johnson. Yeah, well... He's a guy off the bench. He'll eventually be starting, but, True, but Justin Anderson's a guy to keep an eye on because he could he could shoot and he could play defense. I just like what he brings to the table yeah. for him. Guy guy to pay attention to. Yep. So let's move on from the Sixers and let's head on to number eighteen. No buzz for the Charlotte Hornets at eighteen. Number eighteen being the Charlotte Hornets, um, thirty six and forty six record last year. Big additions being Dwight Howard, Michael Carter-Williams, Malik Monk, and Dwayne Bacon. That's a fun name to say, Dwayne Bacon. Uh, key subtractions being Ramon, Session and, Ramon Sessions and Brian Roberts. Um, and basically, us being 
UConn students right now, I'm a huge fan of Kemba, of course. You have to. Have to be a fan. Not Lamb, too. Jeremy Lamb as well. Um, Will they, you know, with Dwight, will they make the playoffs? I think they can because Kemba's a beast. I I agree. I think Dwight will get it together, too, with the pick and roll off. Yeah, he played well last year. I think they just didn't like him. (laughs) I literally think that they just didn't like him in Atlanta. They just didn't like him. I think he just rubbed people the wrong way there. So I think they could be a playoff team for sure with Kemba and um, Nick Batum. Um, that whole squad. I think they have a good, solid team. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs with is, them. Uh, is Kid Gilchrist knocking down shots now or no? Uh, no, he still has uh, no jump shot. So that's, that's, uh, that's going to be rough for them. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to go down for the Hornets. I think they'll make the playoffs, but they're kind of hovering at that 18, looking to come up, but I'm not too sure how the the Dwight situation is really going to go for them. Yep. If you get good, it's it's like if you're going to get a good Dwight Howard or a bad Dwight Howard, it's kind of just it's what everybody's been looking for for it, the last yeah, uh, five years. Yeah, right? it's just kind of like Dwight. When are you going to you know get, get back to Orlando, Dwight? So it's going to kind of it's going to be hovering around there. Just all depends on how Dwight I think plays for that. Definitely. Well, as, they will go as far as Dwight Howard wants them to go. I think. No no debate there. No debate there. Okay. okay. All right, let's move on to number 17. The Heat in Miami, number 17. The Miami Heat, number 17, 41 and 41 last year, 500 record. Big additions being Kelly Olenek and Bam Adebayo, uh, losing Willie Reed, Luke Babbitt, and Josh Adebayo. McRoberts. What? I said Adebayo. Adebayo, yeah. Um this team is like kind of like scary. I think they're like a team that's like gonna yeah, be pretty good. Too. Like Whiteside, Waiters really came together. They got um, yeah, Tyler yeah. Johnson. I think that they're a good team, and I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, they really, really caught fire last year. They they put it together in the second half. Yeah, they really did. Um, Eric Spolstra put them as, had them playing really well. So I think that they're gonna be a pretty good, solid team. I think they'll make the playoffs. We have them at seventeen. Um, I honestly think their only projection, unless, you know, bearing that they really stink, but I don't really think that because they have a good culture in Miami, a winning culture, I think that their trend is up, and I think they could be a team that could possibly be in the top five of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Rob, about that. Um, Definitely huge addition with Justin Winslow coming back off the injury. Yeah. Justin Justice Winslow needs Justice to stay healthy. Winslow, yeah. He needs to stay healthy as He's, well. He he'll be a huge for them. Um, but other than that, nothing really big in the off season. Yeah, just bringing Kelly Olynyk is a good guy to have like though Kelly. off the bench. I do like Kelly, and I think I said it last last time on the podcast that the Celtics go only as far as Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> same thing for Miami. So, I'm gonna say same thing for Miami. <laughs> okay, we all right. Remember that game that versus. Uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah. Kel- fire. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, obviously they lost a series. Yeah, he caught fire. He caught game. fire, but we'll see. Um, you know, they could show that they're. Um, I think Miami's going to be a good team. I think oh, they're no, going to. Sh- Washington. Washington. Yeah. I, I, Washington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think they're going to be a good solid team this year, and I think that they'll 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 definitely be a, a playoff team. All so right. let's uh, let's move on to number sixteen. And we find in the number 16 spot, 
the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers at number 16 for us. They were also at a 41-41 and 41 record for last season. Um, big additions being Zach Collins, Anthony Morrow, and Caleb Swanigan. Swanigan and Collins obviously coming out of the draft, and Alan Crabb being subtracted from the team going to Brooklyn. Um, I think, honestly, they're going to go as far as Dame, Dalla Dame, and C.J. McCollum take them and how relevant they make them. I think they're going to be a good team in the West. They're going to be hovering around 6-8, to eight, and that's pretty much it until like they really supply Will Collins and um, Nurkic. Nurkic, of course, from last year, how they traded and got him. But I, kind of how these draft picks and these young players will um, complement Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum is really the question of how they're going to do. Um, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of those two, so I really kind of hope that they they're able so, to get some more help because Damian Lillard's an absolute animal. Yeah. So they they got the two two pieces best backcourt. Yeah. They got no not best, but top backcourt. They have a top backcourt. They have a top backcourt in Definitely. the league scoring wise. Definitely. But I feel like the Trailblazers to take that next step, they need Evan Turner to step up. Tremendously. Yeah, he really did not they have a good year. He had one there? of the worst plus minuses ever. Their three, whoever they start at the three, needs to just knock down shots. Yeah, to be completely honest. Zach Collins is going to be huge this year. You think so? Oh, big time in the post. I feel like he's going to help out with, and especially Nurkic. They lacked in the playoffs last yeah. year, and that hurt him. So with mm-hmm. a healthy Nurkic and Zach Collins down low, I feel like they could definitely complement McCollum and Lillard up top. So, yeah, I think that you know they're going to be six to eight, not much more than they, that. They had a tough first half last year. Yeah, they like, did have like a the really heat, tough. They had a really good second. Yeah, half. yeah. So I think um, they're going to. I think they're going to be hovering from six to eight. Um, they could move up depending on how those players help complement Dame and uh, CJ. So that's where we have them at sixteen. Sitting right in the middle of things at number fifteen. The Utah Jazz. At 15, we got the Utah Jazz. Uh, Jazz last year, really good, really good team because they had Gordon Hayward, but no longer there. Gordon Hayward. We got Ricky Rubio, assist king from Spain. Donovan Mitchell from Louisville. First time, uh, you know, Louisville had a lottery pick in a while. Fabio yeah. Cephalosha, good shooter and defensively. 3 and D. 3 and D, exactly. Um, key subtractions, obviously, Gordon Hayward. They must be devastated. Yeah, Utah's pretty pissed. Salt Lake must be crying still. But they, I don't know. They got got good coaching. Yeah, they do have good coaching. coaching. They lost George Hill, of course, and Boris Diaw, Trey Lyles. So a couple veterans were were lost. But I think they're still, you know, going to be a pretty solid team. Uh, They finished with a 51-31 and record. I think they're going to... Um, not be fifty games. They'll they'll lose a couple. I feel like they'll I think, hover around forty one and forty one, five hundred. Yeah, I think they'll be around five hundred. Um, five hundred, but um, sure. I don't. It's all about how they'll make up for Gordon Hayward and see how important he was. Will Ricky Rubio, um, be as good as he was from Minnesota last year because well, he, he had George a very Hill good too. year. Yeah, George Hill had a huge year. Yeah, so will he fill George Hill's shoes? Now in Utah, they have Dante Exum coming back. 
he actually no he oh, actually is out oh. yeah he's hurt once again so it's not gonna be that guy's done yeah <laughs> i don't it's i feel very i feel really bad because he had uh, you know he spiked up in the draft boards um and everyone's like wow we want we want uh we want dante exum and he eventually you know he's not looking too good on the injury uh, injury front, so we're gonna have to see how Utah makes up for Gordon Hayward's loss and Joe Johnson. Yeah, Joe Johnson. Joe Jesus, Joe yeah, Jesus. Joe Johnson is still there. So um, I think you know they're gonna be hovering around there. Still have some veterans, but they're not gonna be quite fifty wins, but they're gonna be a little bit below, um, maybe around forty five to forty eight. Uh-huh. So we we have them at fifteen, and they're gonna. Probably be around there, possibly go down, possibly go up. That's where we have them. So let's move on to number 14. One of the other left coast teams, the L.A. Clippers, find themselves at 14. Number 14, the L.A. Clippers finished with a 51-31 and record, just like the Utah Jazz last year. Big, big trade. They lost, They had. They got a lot. Let's just say that. They got a lot. They lost Chris Paul, J.J. Redick, Maurice Spates, and the old man that plays at the rec, YMCA, can still play. At age 50, he'll be dropping buckets. Jamal Crawford, so mad. You know, Jamal Buckets, he's my boy. I love Jamal. wish he never really left the Knicks, but, you know, he, he's gone. He's hopped from team to team, and he's gone. Key additions coming in, Danilo Gallinari, Patrick Beverly, sweet, sweet Lou Williams gets buckets. Buckets, Lou Buckets, that's what they call him. Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell coming in from that Chris Paul trade. So they got a lot for Chris Paul. And, and they, uh, you forgot somebody, Rob. Who? Milos Tedovic. Oh, yes. He's they, the, 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 the best offseason addition. I love that guy. Yeah, really? Oh, man, big time. He's a poor man's Chris Paul. A poor man. <laughs> a poor man. Well, we'll have to see how a poor I'm, man's I'm Chris telling, Paul does. I'm yeah. telling you, he could pass the ball. Like nobody else. You'll be so surprised with what he does with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. He'll uh, fill in perfectly. I, that's one of the big keys, though. I want to see how effective that – I think Blake's going to get his buckets because Blake's pretty talented and he's a solid player, and he needs to stay on the court and he needs to be healthy. Yeah. But I want to see how DeAndre Jordan does without a guy like um, Chris Paul because a lot of his offense, his double-doubles, he's going to get his rebounds, he's going to get his yeah. blocks – but how is he going to do on offense. on offense without Chris Paul? And that's kind of the big question surrounding that's him. Tedovich will come in. And I, that's I, what they're expecting, yeah. I really like Beverly. Yeah, Patrick Beverly's a, a defensive guy. He passes well. He can shoot the three. So, you know, they got depth. That's what that's what they have. That's what they really got. That's what they were looking for. And I feel like they were constantly searching for that three. Maybe Gallo will be that guy. Yeah, Gal. Yeah, they've always been looking for a three. They tried Lance Stevenson, Jeff Paul Green, Pierce. Paul Pierce. Never worked out. So, Maybe. Will Danilo. I think Gallinari can drop buckets knowing him from New York and Denver. So, I think he, he'll, he'll fit in there, I believe, pretty well. So, they're going to – I think they'll have a solid season. Not quite worth, uh, as good good as they were with Chris Paul, but I think they're heading in a direction where they're kind of building around Blake and DeAndre, and I think they're going to have a solid year, solid year. So that's where we have them at number 14. Let's move on to 13. The New Orleans Pelicans roosting at number 13. At 13, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans have their key additions of Rajon Rondo (laughs) and Tony the grind father, 
Allen with uh, Ian Clark as well. Really didn't lose anything important. Maybe Tim Frazier and Dante Monte Yunus. Monte Yunus, but nothing really important. The key here for the Pelicans is if Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Boogie. Boogie Cousins. You got to say it. Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins. It's not DeMarcus. It's Boogie Cousins. If they stay (laughs) healthy, if they stay healthy and they mesh together, then they'll definitely win games. Yeah. Um, Now they have a full season together. How will the Twin Towers come together? How will they be the big, you know. um, There's There's only one Twin Towers. Who? Hakeem Olajuwon and... Uh, no, Tim Duncan and uh, oh. David Robinson. Oh, okay. I thought... Well, that was... Technically, that was the first one. They never won. It, it was uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and... Oh, my God. It's... Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson. Thank you. Oh, my God. It was, I, I had a brain fart right there. So, you know, they're trying to bring that kind of mold of two really big guys to put at your power forward and center. Um, they looked like they had some pretty good chemistry last year when they played... So we'll kind of see how they do there. Um, but I think they'll have a, a solid season. I think that they'll make the playoffs. Um, Rondo in there, they re-signed Drew Holiday, so I don't know what they're going to do with the point guard situation. They've always kind of wanted to make that a big big deal and kind of, you know, because they need a point guard with those two guys to set them up. So. Yeah, they definitely need – I th- they still lack shooters – yeah, that team needs shooters. With those although big guys their big were, guys are pretty good shooters for that, being that is true. for being seven footers. Yeah, that is true. But regardless, they could win games if they stay healthy and mesh together. Two, they're two stars. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, that's them at third. We have the New Orleans Pelicans at thirteen. So let's uh, let's move on to number twelve. Number twelve, the Memphis Grizzlies. Number twelve being the Memphis Grizzlies, they finished forty three and thirty nine last year. Key additions being Tyreek Evans, Ben McLemore, and Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers. Key he's subtractions. Back. <laughs> he's back in the NBA. Yeah, he, yeah, he's back. He was with <laughs> he he had a stint with uh, uh, Memphis before. Uh, being some key subtractions being Vince Carter, Zebo, Zach Randolph, and Tony Allen. So a couple of veterans, and they're kind of replacing them with kind of. Like three, four-year veterans, kind of younger guys, um, bringing a little bit more youth there, with the exception of Mario Chalmers. Um, and it's just, are the Grizz with Mark Marcus Saul and Chandler Parsons and Tony... Um, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Stay healthy. Tony Allen, Tony Allen just left. Stay healthy, and are they really going to... I think they're going to make the playoffs because they're a solid franchise. They have a good team. Good coach. Good coach. Will they just make the jump? I don't see them really making the jump. They're just going to be – I think they're just going to sit solid. around 12. They're going to be solid. They're going to win games. They're going to be entertaining yeah. for the ground and pound kind of game. They're going to win a couple. Like, they're going to go out there, probably beat Golden State, and be like, oh, we're going to look at the Grizz. And they don't really have – they don't have that guy, and they don't really have many shooters that are going to be able to, I believe, compete with Golden State and kind of just run up and down the court. Because I'm always a big fan of basketball when it's, you know, low post, um, yeah, rebounding. I agree. I agree. You know, working for your shot. They that, That's the way they play, but now the game is like going away from like, that. like an athletic guy. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a – uh, uh, just a guy that you know. Anybody from the Bucks. Uh, athletic, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone from the Bucks, but um, you know, they just need they they don't have that piece. I believe they have really good players. Like 
will Mike Conley make the all-star team finally this year? Marcus Gasol, you know, he's always going to be good, but I, they just don't have that it factor to make them a team that we think is going to do much more than being at the 12 and making a making a playoff appearance and possible second round exit that that's where we have them so that's number 12 and we're going to head in to number 11 the not quite sky high denver nuggets are ranked 11 at number 11 we got the denver nuggets we're not talking mcnuggets we're talking (laughs) stud nuggets they got paul Millsap. when was the last time the nuggets signed a decent player not exactly couldn't tell you exactly all they do is trade and get assets. Not this time. The Nuggets are in it. To win it. To win it. I don't know about winning it, but they're in it. Yeah. They got a stud. Stud. The Joker. In Jokic. Jokic is really good. One of my favorites I think in he, the NBA. People are like, when oh, Porzingis, like Jokic. Jokic, Jokic is, is freaking away. good. He's really good. Really good. He's really good. They got good guards. Yep. Decent guards. Jamal Murray. Moutier. Moutier and Murray. Jamal Murray, yeah. And then they got, they got, they traded for Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, yeah. He'll, he'll compliment off the bench very well. Yeah. So they have a really good. With Plumlee. Yeah. They re-signed Plumlee as well. Yep. Marshall Plumlee. So they have a, or Mason Plumlee, sorry. Mason Plumlee. Mason Plumlee. Mason Plumlee. So they have a really good cast of characters there. I think that their young, young team with Millsap and Jokic, I think that they're going to be pretty good. Got- I really think at 11, a lot of people, they finished with a 40 and 42 record last year, but I think that they're going to be really good. They still got the Manimal? They do still have the Manimal, but I think he's going to be a Ship guy that ends out. up. Yeah, exactly. Because. Um, he doesn't really do more than rebounding exactly. and kind of putbacks. He doesn't really offer them more. But I think there are teams that are going to want his Who's services. The three well, now that Danilo, yeah, it is uh, going to. They're probably going to move Wilson Chandler down because now yeah. Gallinari's out. And I've always been a huge Wilson well, Chandler, Chandler fan, fan before. Well. That was just a dumb trade by the Knicks, of course, giving a, a lot of assets for Carmelo Anthony. But. Let's not dwell on the past with the Nuggets. They are now in it to win it, I believe, for the long haul now with Jokic. Millsap is kind of an older player and kind of still in the still in his prime, but I don't think, you know, they're not going to really challenge, you know, the big upper echelon teams, but I think they're going to be a very good, solid basketball uh, team. I would definitely agree. I, I put them at, like, the number – the max they could go is four in the West, but I doubt that. I'd yeah. Them, they'll probably value them at, like, the seven or six. Okay. I, I agree with that. So that's number 11 with the Denver Nuggets. Let's head on to number 10. In the top 10, Milwaukee's Bucks. Number 10 being the Milwaukee Bucks, finishing last year with 42 and a 42 and 40 record. They got the Greek freak, Giannis Atentacumpo. They added DJ Wilson from the draft. They lost Michael Beasley. Whoops a daisy, you know. You know, lost Michael Beasley. They got a squad of characters, I think, of young talent that's going to do young athletic talent that's going to be very good for them. I, I have no argument with that. I think the Bucks could pan out to number top, Malcolm Brogdon is it was three a, in the East. Was it three in the East? Huh? Yeah. I'll take it. I mean, they're going to be a very good team. I think Malcolm Brogdon was a very good uh, player that they drafted. Uh, sleeper that they got later in the draft, Thon Maker. 
DJ Wilson, I think, will add more athleticism coming out of Michigan. Perfect. A little a, a, a guy that can shoot the three as well. Um, of course, you got Giannis there. Um, they and Jason Kidd made the right move leaving Chris your Middleton, Brooklyn Nets. Chris Middleton. <laughs> Chris Middleton. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker is probably the biggest question mark on their team. No, for sure. But if him. And Middleton haven't have barely played on the court at the yeah. same time. So we got to see them so all together. Them, their whole team healthy probably and all together. Yeah. Very dangerous. Yeah. So they're going to be a team that we're looking at to be a, you know, a team that can really rise in the next couple of years. I think they're going to be really good this year, and they're really going to be good for the next couple of years. So watch out for Milwaukee, folks. They are going to be a bunch of studs. They're really good. I think that they're their ceiling is very high. So that's the Milwaukee Bucks at number 10. Let's move on to number 9. Coming in at number 9, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Coming in at number 9, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves finished with a 31 and 51 record. Big turnover looking at last year's power rankings if you see um, they added Jimmy Butler, who is a huge deal at the draft this uh, this past June. Um Traded away Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, the draft pick, Laurie Markkinen, uh, left uh, Ricky Rubio and Jordan Hill. And, of course, they got some more veterans with Taj Gibson and Jamal Crawford. Um, will this young younger team, along with some veterans, become an elite team? I think they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're just, I, I like you know, they have the makeup to be a very good team. Are they going to be, you know, an elite team in the Western Conference? Possibly. Um I don't really know how they're all going to mesh, you know, having because Jimmy Butler and um, Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins really play the same style of game, being a three and D kind of three and D guy that can, you know, drive the paint really well. Um, They're both really, you know, similar types of players. So, you know, how that's going to work out, I think it'll be fine because, you know, the NBA is coming, you know, becoming more of a three game, more spread out, guard oriented. They could put. You know, if they need to, they can put Jimmy Butler at power forward because that's what Chicago was thinking of doing so, last year. Andrew Wiggins can play the two, three, or four as well. So it's like, well, however you want to do it, you know, you got it. Yeah. So Minnesota, they they got a good coach in Tom Thibodeau, where I yeah. feel like they they'll figure out how everyone could play with, with the ball at the same time. You yeah. Forgot you forgot a key addition as a Jeff Teague as their point guard. Um, he's got the playoff experience, so. He could definitely um, lead that yeah. team. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I can't believe I forgot Jeff Teague as well. Um, wow, I forgot some some key additions there for so, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Jeff Teague being a huge one. Carl um, Anthony Towns is going to get his. I feel like he's going to be the focal point on offense, and then Jimmy Butler, then Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. But um, definitely feel like Jamal Crawford off the bench is going to help him tremendously. Yeah, Jamal will be. Jamal gets buckets and coming off the bench, he could be a guy that just wins six man a year, six man of the year. Yeah, thirty nine uh, again. Yeah, again. So I think uh, they're going to be a, a solid team and uh, they're on the rise for the future, being young players. That's enough with the Minnesota Timberwolves at number nine. Let's head on to number eight. We go north of the border for number eight, the Toronto Raptors. And at number eight, we got the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are going to turn extinct soon, for sure. I feel like they have made no additions to help their two superstar backcourt in Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. They have absolutely nothing 
down low. I feel like Valachunas is terrible. Mm-hmm. Who's the starting three right now? Yeah. Exactly. They are definitely falling, and it's a waste of talent. Well, they got C.J. Miles in C. the C.J. Miles is not doing anything. <laughs> That's the only addition. The yeah. rest is they, they unloaded Carroll and Patterson to what? P.J. Tucker, Corey Joseph is gone. Uh, yeah, they to what? To re-sign Kyle Lowry? They should just let him walk um, save money. Yeah, it's – um. I mean, they're a team that was looking on the up, up rise a couple years ago, and they've always been a solid team um, with the new culture change oh, now. Baca, excuse me. Oh, yeah, Sergi Baca, <laughs> they re-signed. Um, yeah, we have them at number eight, but I think they're kind of on the downtrend because Kyle Lowry's, I, I mean, not trying to be mean or anything towards Kyle Lowry. I like him as a player, but – He's injury prone, uh, and I'm willing to bet you he's gonna get injured. And I was something's even saying, go- I was thinking Fat Lowry's he, back. Yeah, I I don't know <laughs> Fat. I don't know about Fat Lowry, but um, they um, you know they're they're a solid team. I think they're gonna win a lot of games again. Um, you know, up north, you know they're they got a good culture there now. They kind of become a basketball city now yeah um, I mean, canada's canada's yeah, Canada. producing products as yeah well. so um you know they, will they be able to make the next step i don't think so i think they're going to be ended up being kind of like the atlanta hawks where they yes. put all these players together and then they're going to be like you know exactly it's they're not working gotta start from the beginning again let's revamp let's redo it so we have them at number eight we think they may be on the downward trend oh, i i think they're going to drop to like Easily, probably max they could go like sixth in the East. Maybe they'll might not even make yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. So I well I don't know about that, but they're not gonna be a team that you know really scares the Cavaliers or the Celtics um, oh, no. at the top there. But they're not scaring anybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> but oh, I'm spoiling for the next one. But it's not like it's a big surprise. But that's them at number eight. Let's move on to number seven. Number seven, Houston Rockets. Number seven, we have the Houston Rockets, finished with a record of 55 and 27 last year. Big addition coming in with Chris Paul, also getting PJ Tucker, Luke Ba Amute, uh, losing Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, and Montrezl Harrell in the trade for Chris Paul, the sign in trade for Chris Paul. Um, how will Chris Paul and James Harden coexist? I think it shouldn't really be a big deal. Um, I think James, people are like, oh, well, James Harden needs the ball. Chris Paul needs the ball. I don't think it's going to – if anyone I think it's going to affect, I think it's going to affect Chris Paul more than it affects James Harden because I think James Harden last year really showed leading the league in assists. I think James Harden, he's like, anyway, I, don't, I mean, we all know him on defense. But looking at him – the league in turnovers as well. Yeah. Um, but looking at him on, you know – Offensively, he can pass and he can shoot and he can do it and he can generate offense however he wants. Yeah, I and I like don't think it's going to be an issue for him. Chris Paul, on the other hand, being the guy that's now going to have to play second fiddle, I don't know how he's going to react there. But um, we'll we'll all have to kind of see how they do together or how they do together. Um, I think they'll be a really good team. They've looked good in the preseason so far, so I think they'll be a solid solid squad. Um, not quite the top at the West next to Golden State for what we have them, but I think for where we have them, but I think you know they'll be a good team. Yeah, I think that they'll definitely be top top uh, six in the West. But um, Chris Paul and James Harden, I feel like they'll coexist um, in Mike D'Antoni's offense. It's uh, just go up, run, run, run and, and shoot, run and gun, run yeah. and shoot. So yeah. I feel like that's not going to be a big problem. I feel like definitely the biggest. 
addition to that team is PJ Tucker. I love PJ. Yeah, you like that addition. He's one of, yeah, he's one of my favorite players because he'll just really good defensive player. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what the I don't want to spoil it, but Cleveland needed him last year. Yeah, to guard Durant. Yeah, that's what he brings to the table. He brings that. That's hustle what they were looking for last and that year. Three yeah. and D, just sit in the corner and play. That's exactly what. Houston needed, and he's going to be very good this year. Yeah, so Houston, uh, Houston, we have them at number seven. Um, probably gonna, they're gonna upward trend and down. However, they go, I'm gonna say more so. They're gonna be on the uprise, but uh, we have them at number seven. Let's head on to number six. The Wizards in Washington at number six. At number six, we got the Washington Wizards. John Wall, Bradley Beal, back at it again. Hopefully, health. Will uh, carry them through. Stay on their side. Yeah, stay on their sides. They re-signed Otto Porter. He was big contract. A huge contract of a hundred million. Yeah. But um, he, they're looking at him and Kelly Oubre um, to take the next step if their team wants to go anywhere. Yeah. The Polish hammer is gonna do his thing. Marcin Gortat. <laughs> Marcin Gortat, the boy, the yes, boy. Yes, yes. Morris is gonna do his thing. Yeah. Wall and Beal, but. It all goes with Porter and Kelly Oubre, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they didn't really make any big deal uh, acquisitions other than re-signing their own player in Otto Porter Jr. A lot of people have question marks about that for the Wizards. Um, but I think, looking at them, I don't really um, think they're going to... They have a really good culture there now with John Wall. John Wall's been balling. Like, I think John Wall is rich. Ridiculous. Man is fast. He plays defense really well. Um, for whatever, you know, we define as playing defense well in the NBA nowadays. But I think he plays defense very well. Um, they added Tim Frazier and Jody Meeks for whatever that's worth, and they lost Boyan Bogdanovich and Brandon Jennings, who may I add, he was lost to go play in China, you know. No money. You want the yeah, money. Yeah. They'll be back by March. Yeah, yeah. Someone will want them. But um can they the big question around them is can they continue their continue this the strides that they gained last year and take the next step. Um it's only, you know, how that backcourt's gonna do, how Otto Porter now is going to do with the big contract, how that's all going to go together. We'll see um if they can beat out a team like Boston or Cleveland in the next couple years. Do they, um, do they still have Jan Bahimi? I'm not too sure if Jan Mahimi is on the team anymore. Um, well, thank God, because that man is terrible. <laughs> he should not be on the court. I, I'm not too certain about that. But um, looking at their team, oh, though, they uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna be a solid team. I think John Wall is gonna really carry them. Bradley Beal needs to stay on the court, though. He's a guy that is very injury prone. At you know, already early in his career, that needs to stay on the court. Um, but I think they're gonna have a good year. Um, they're gonna, you know, win possibly another. They had forty nine and a forty nine and thirty three record last year. I think that they they're gonna make the next step, and I think they're gonna win fifty games this year. And I think they're gonna be a very good team that's gonna be kind of neck and neck with Boston. Yeah, unfortunately, he's Jan, Jan Mahimi still plays for the Washington Wizards, so that's definitely a handicap off the bench. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to move on, Rob. Yeah, uh, that's the Wizards at six. Let's move on to number five. In the fifth spot, the Boston Celtics. Number five for all you Celtics fans in New England. Finished with a 53-29 and 29, uh, record last year. Huge trade, kind of surprising to me, at least, uh, they they got Kyrie Irving, signed Gordon Hayward, drafted Jason Tatum, 
got Marcus Morris um, in the trade with Avery Bradley. They lost Isaiah Thomas, a first-round pick, courtesy of your Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> um, they uh, lost Jay Crowder as well, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Amir Johnson, and Jonas Yarepko. So a huge turnover for the Celtics. We still have them at number five, though. Um, how will Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford form their little big three in Boston? How will the turnover be? the huge turnover of players be um will they all come together will jason tatum be a guy that is you know at that spot and number three will he you know be a good complement to the the already established superstars we'll have to see um we have them at five i don't really think because they added a lot of depth to cleveland we'll get on to them later of course i mean it's no spoiler that they're at one of the top teams but they added a lot of depth and they lost they added a lot of depth to another team which means that you know they lost that depth so it's going to be tough for them to to recover i think but i think they're still going to be a good team yeah my big question mark here is if they could have team chemistry with Kyrie, gordon hayward and al horford yeah definitely definitely top top three in the east um but Kyrie, I feel like, is definitely an upgrade from Isaiah Thomas because they knew what they were getting with Thomas and no defense. Yeah. So I feel like Irving, um, Smart, Hayward, Tatum, Brown, they, they got enough depth, Rob, yeah. I feel like. But they that, they finally got that guy, that's yeah. that shooter that they needed like to take them to the next step with the leadership. Yeah, but I'm gonna one thing I'm gonna say though about the Kyrie for Isaiah just straight up. Like I know Isaiah has a bad hip and everything, but like looking at Kyrie and like Thomas, if you if you if you put Isaiah at his height and his and Kyrie's stat at size I honestly like. I'm saying like I think Isaiah is a better point guard than Kyrie. Yeah, I really do because like Kyrie, Kyrie as ISO score is really good, and we all get Kyrie, Uncle Drew, really good. But Isaiah Thomas is a dog, and he can play. And when he comes at you, it's scary. Yeah, like, and he's gonna add a lot to to Cleveland, and you know Boston. I think is gonna really miss that tenacity that he has because. Kyrie looking at when before LeBron was there, yeah, he was younger and he didn't have as much experience as he does now. He did, he wasn't able to bring a lot to to the table on his own. What? So it's going to be tough to see. I, I don't know. It's not going to be the same. I think you know with LeBron, of course, because it's LeBron. But you know how will Gordon Hayward and 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 Kyrie and Al Horford go together? I think they're going to be a playoff team because they have a, a really good coach in Brad Stevens and good players around them with Marcus Smart and everything, but it's all way to be they, seen, uh, man. LeBron was teaching them. LeBron yeah. was teaching yeah, them. Maybe, he was giving them, he was yeah. giving them the keys. G- give it, give and it then him. he took them right back. So yeah. Kyrie, maybe he learned a little something out there. Yeah, we'll have LeBron. to see, though. But uh, definitely like Gordon Hayward edition. He's one of my favorites in the NBA. Just like a, a very – he's a pro – Meaning a pro's pro. Yeah, he'll show up and he'll do like the little things that you wouldn't expect for yeah, a franchise. He, so he's very hopefully, good. Hopefully, I wish them the best, the Boston Celtics. But regardless, let's move on to yeah. Let's move four. on. Let's move on to number four here. San Antonio Spurs kicking in at number four. Number four being the San Antonio Spurs finished with a sixty-one and twenty-one record. You know, not much to say here with the Spurs. They added Rudy Gay. They lost Jonathan Simmons, Dwayne Dedman, and David Lee, a couple veterans and good good locker room guys that they lost there. Um, but adding Rudy Gay adds a new element to their team at small forward and or shooting guard, nice. wherever they depend on, you know, positioning him and Kawhi. Um, 
I think he should be in the starting yes. lineup, but I, you know, they got Pop there, and will their old recipe, uh, their old recipe for putting a team together, will that be able to continue in San Antonio? Yeah, well, definitely. I feel like Gay's a huge addition and upgrade from um, from ben, uh, not Ben Simmons, not from Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, because last year in the playoffs they were lacking a person that could go get a bucket by himself. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, not Gay, Kawhi couldn't really do it on his own. Gay, yeah. well, Kawhi was hurt. Yeah, so when they he was needed, a little hurt. When they needed year. somebody to get a bucket, they didn't have him. So yeah. I feel like Gay adds that element instead of Simmons. I definitely feel like he'll come off the bench. But Lamarcus Aldridge is my is the guy here. That, yeah, that's key to their team. Yeah, he really is. Last year he sucked. He well, should've... he didn't suck during the regular season. I think that the playoffs, he just did not play well in the playoffs. And I think that obviously he's an older player, and I think a lot of guys got on him about the playoffs and yeah he played really bad but you know being in that culture and with san antonio you know pops just like you know yeah, screw you guys it. we're gonna do us we're gonna get back here and we're gonna continue to do what we do and you we're gonna prove you guys wrong and be like oh well we're gonna end up by, saying by may oh look at the spurs they're back at it again you know that's just the way they are that's just the spurs mentality with Kawhi, and they still have Aldrich is still a good player. He's got to stay healthy, and now they have Rudy Gay, and it adds a new element to their team. But I will say, the point guard position, I'm always a big Tony Parker fan, but that is a huge red flag for the team. Because I think Tony Parker, you know, looking at his old age now, a couple like a couple years ago in the past years, I've thought, you know, oh, he's fine, he's going to, He's going to still continue to be Tony Parker, but now looking at, you know, the last playoffs and how, you know, he's matching up, he's kind of, you know, become a little, you know, belittled and, you know, not as good as he was um, that he was a couple years ago and the same old Tony Parker. So it's going to be a little, you know, interesting to see how they do that point guard situation. Yeah, definitely. They had that guy that they that played in the playoffs last year. Um, I forgot his name. But they drafted this year Derek White from Colorado. Okay. Who's he's he, I feel like he's gonna get the keys to the to the franchise once once um Tony Parker um obviously retires, but he's definitely taking a step back. Patty Mills they have as their yeah. backup point guard. He's definitely capable. Patty Mills, you know, he's he's a guy that's a, a good solid point guard, but you know, I don't really see him being the guy that, you know, you wanna have match up with um the rest of oh yeah you know the sure. NBA. the, the guy that you were talking about I believe is Kyle Anderson he he not the small forward well no, he played no. he's listed at small forward but he played a lot of point guard for no, him Kyle last Anderson, year Kyle Anderson he's decent off the bench he was former UCLA product way back way back when but uh but you want to I have the feeling though with 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 San Antonio and the Spurs that they're just gonna Pop is just going to find a way to keep it going. And, you know, Patty Mills, um, for the long stretch, I don't think Patty Mills is going to be enough. But they're going to – is it Duante Murray? Duante Murray last year. DeJounte, I, I don't, I'm not sure yeah. exactly how to pronounce his first name. But is it, what yes. about – Yes, he's the guy that last year that came up when Tony Parker went down. Okay. I feel like he'll, he'll definitely – he looked decent. He just needed his shooting was struggling, but definitely uh, Derek White, their rookie. Yeah. Don't be surprised if he turns some heads when Tony Parker gets his days off. <laughs> yeah. For so, being old. Yeah, exactly. So we have the Spurs at 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 four. So that's where they're gonna stay. I think honestly, that's where they're gonna stay for a long time. So um, that's where we have the Spurs. Let's move on to number three. 
It's OKC at number three. At number three, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year, when Kevin Durant left, did you think the Thunder would have had three superstars? No. So my key here is with the new additions of Carmelo Anthony and Paul George, they only have one basketball, and all three of these players are superstars who want to shoot. Yeah. So that's the big question. But this is what I, this is what I post to you, Rob. Who's gonna be that player with like three? You know those big threes. There's always one player that takes a step back. Chris Bosh was that guy in Miami. Kevin Love is that guy now in Cleveland. Who's who do you think is gonna be that um, guy? I think Melo honestly is gonna be the guy that steps back. But I don't really think it's gonna be a big step back. Like everyone saw, like Chris Bosh. It's like oh, yeah, you had to take a step back. I mean, he still got his, you know good amount of points there. And yeah, but not hold the ball. Yeah, you but, know what I, but mean? I don't think Mel- everyone's like, oh, well, Melo needs to hold the ball. He's around superstars now. Yeah, like, I, I like Not Mello. superstars, but stars. But he's around guys that can get him the ball. If you, the first preseason game that he had, 19 points in 20 minutes. Now it's preseason. No, that's but they're this year. They're playing, yeah, Hoodie Melo. They're going to play good basketball, and I think they're going to be the third team in the, the third team in all basketball, and I think that they can really compete against Golden State. They're not. I'm not saying they're going to beat Golden State. I'm going to say they can compete against Golden State, and I think that's a really good team because you got a guy and and Paul George that brings an element of defense to your team, and Melo. If hey, we got to take Westbrook and Paul George off the court. Oh, look, we got Carmelo Anthony on there. Oh, take Paul George and Melo off. Oh, we got the the defending MVP on the team. You yeah, take, for sure. So, and if you add two together and all three, it's it's just going to, I think it's going to all come together. Cause I agree. Mello, everyone's like, oh, Mello, you know, he's self, he's been playing on garbage for the past five, six years. He finally has teammates around him that know how to play basketball. And I think it's going to be a scary sight to see this team coming in. And, you know, I don't think it's got, you know, I don't think Golden State's, you know, you know, all all scared from Oklahoma City, but I think they got him a little shiver. You know, no, looking definitely. at them, I think Melo's gonna actually he's gonna take the step back. I agree with you. Um, he could shoot. Just put him in the corner, and and Russell will yeah. find them. That's exactly what they need. I've been saying Melo can get a bucket any way that you need. You need him yeah. to shoot from the three. He'll shoot from the three. You need him to post up mid range game. He can get to the basket and he can pass. It's just he didn't choose to pass to his teammates in New York because they were straight garbage. He's a score. He's a score, but he can pass. Score. And his defense isn't as bad as everyone says it is. He just didn't want yeah, to play defense. Yeah, so that is an issue. But we'll see how it, you know, goes along with how. Now he's with a contending team and a really good team and how it'll all come together. I think Melo will for sure put towards the effort, and I think Paul George and Russell will be the way they are in the prime of their careers right now, and I think you know Melo really won't miss a beat yeah. you know, going along with them. So, I agree. Yeah, I think OKC has a really high ceiling, and I think they could be a really, really good um, competitor towards uh, Golden State. And they have uh, good players like Roberson and Adams, who just physical. Well, Adams, I will say. Roberson, I'm not too sure I about. Like Roberson's a good defensive player. I think they need Love to Roberson. look to get a shooting guard in there that can shoot the three consistently and can make free throws. Well, we <laughs> um, drafted this kid from uh, Terrence Ferguson. Yeah. Very athletic and has a very high high ceiling. 
So I mean, you yeah, would be surprised. So if he, I mean, uh, they can they could all put it together. Um, but the they also got Patrick Patterson, and they lost Oladipo, McDermott, Sabonis, and Cantor to the two trades of Indiana and uh, the New York trade for Melo and Paul George. So it all, I think it's going to work out, man. I think they're going to be a good team. So you know, that's where we have OKC at three. It may be surprising to some, but that's where we have them. It could go down. Not sure if it could go up. It could do if, you know, there's a little struggle at the top. But let's move on to those two top teams I think that everyone knows about at number two. Cavaliers, Cleveland, number two. And at number two, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers, finished with a 51-31 and record last year. Huge turnover in their roster. They got Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Derek Rose, D. Wade, Jeff Green and Jose Calderon, they lost Kyrie Irving, Darren Williams, and Derek Williams. So other than Kyrie, they didn't really lose anything. So that team is really deep now. They are very deep, and they have a really good roster. We're going to see how they compete against Golden State. Um, can Isaiah come back and you know fit in? They're saying he comes around around comes back around January. How will that go? Um, you know. I think the team is very deep, and I think it's going to really help them against Golden State and plug a couple more holes that they had in the championship game um, and really help them. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with everything you said, Rob. Um, LeBron, they got a lot of new additions, so you don't know how they're going to fit initially, but they also have LeBron James. He's yeah. going to make it work. LeBron, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he'll, he'll make it work. They definitely, I feel like they're better than last year. Yeah, they are for sure. I think they're definitely wise. better. The they I in my opinion won the Kyrie Irving trade because Isaiah Thomas you could they don't really need a point guard they don't really need a point guard to like carry the ball up and lead their team because they, they got have, LeBron they have LeBron so yeah. Ka- Isaiah Thomas just needs to, sh- to get buckets when yeah. they need him to and, he and definitely Derek Rose is not a bad he Derek scored Rose. 18 points a game last year he looked pretty good so he's yes. not a bad guy to have Former as your MVP. backup exactly so they have a good they have really good depth I don't um, know it's kind of you got to play it by year. Crowder's one of my favorite players. Yeah, Crowder's yeah. very good. You got to kind of you got to pl- you got to kind of look at them for, you know, how they go throughout the regular season, how they match up with their matchups against the Western Conference teams and how kind of just see how they compete against them to kind of judge how it's going to be in June when they match up with Golden State. I'm not too sure how it's going to go um in terms of, you know, hey, will Rob, they will they win or not? It's but a long season. You it's don't know a long if season, match so up Golden State in yeah, June. could be somebody yeah, else. Yeah, so it could be someone else, you know, bearing injury, but I doubt that. Um but, you know, that's where we have the Cleveland at, at 2. I don't really see any big change. Unless you know a player goes down, or you know a, a team, you know they have some big struggles, but they are very deep and they are very scary now. Um, they made up well, and we forgot to mention they got the first round pick from yes. from the Boston Celtics, so that adds a little um, extra to their team in case LeBron yes. decides to leave exactly. next year, which a lot of people believe he will. Um, so that adds a lot more to their team for the future. So. But for this season, we have them at two to begin the year. Let's head on to number one. And entrenched at number one, the Golden State Warriors. At number one, we got the Golden State Warriors, Dub City. Two out of the last three-time champions. Two out of three, yeah. Two out of three. Pretty good. 
they really didn't lose anything. Yeah. And they gained Nick Young, basically. Nick Young, so Omir Caspi. Just buckets off the bench. Drafted Jordan Bell, which a lot of people Jordan believe Bell's is a Morgan. good player. Yep. Um, they finished with a 67-15 and 15 record last year. Pretty uh, best record in the league. Pretty good team. Um, it's pretty much same old, same old for the returning champs. Are they going to... Continue what they did. I believe so. That's yeah, where we have them at number one. The big questions are, you know, who's going to get hurt first? Will it, you know, decide, you know, if they're going to do good or bad against Golden State? Uh, not Golden State. They are Golden State. If they do bad against Cleveland in the championship or, you know, how is it going to have them heading into the playoffs? How is the chemistry going to go? They have All the kind of. Because they didn't really make any additions. Like starting line yeah. wise, same thing. They got back JaVale McGee. JaVale um, he's he was a big player. Some videos he's knocking down a little Yeah, he, he's he's um. Uh, yeah, he was <laughs> he was he was knocking down some threes in the offseason. So they got a good, solid squad, I think. So they're gonna you know, solid squad in terms of adding more players on the team. They're gonna be just as good as last year. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So that's where they're gonna end up. Um, we have them at number one. Don't really see much change. Yep. Uh, there you can kind of pencil them in to kind of stay there, bearing you know if they maybe they'll lose a couple more games. Maybe they'll lose, yeah, or they could go back and try and beat the seventy four wins. I feel like it's but tough. I think they'll put teams. yeah, I think they'll put more into the playoffs, the playoffs, and they'll more prepare for that. Yeah. So we have them at number one. I think we're gonna have them stick at number one. So those are our 2017-2018 power rankings for the upcoming season. We're really excited for NBA to begin. We're going to have some more podcasts coming out. Hopefully, I think we're going to aim for around every uh, Tuesday or Wednesday we're going to have a podcast come out. Yeah, Hopefully, it was weekly. fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. The power rankings, yeah. Um, this is the, the best time of the year to get started in the season, all the jitters for the NBA fans. Personally, me, I'm not really excited for my own team. I'm just kind of excited for the storylines and everything. So these were our power rankings. We really appreciate you guys for listening, if you did listen who's for the your, whole podcast. Uh, who's your, uh, let's give one sleeper per. Who's your Who's your sleeper of the year? That's gonna For, for the teams? For teams, yes. Teams? I really think a sleeper is the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think that they could really make a big jump this year what about you i i I agree with the bucks for sure you stole my pick but i'll I'll switch it up i'll I'll definitely say minnesota minnesota okay minnesota what um well thank you guys for listening those are our two sleepers you got a little extra in there at the end of the uh the podcast so if you guys are listening to on youtube definitely post some comments some questions or anything that you guys want to say um to us uh email or anything if you're listening on soundcloud thanks for listening um so this is our 27 once again this is our 2017 2018 nba power rankings be sure to like and share tell your friends about our podcast it's really fun and we look forward to uh showing you guys some more great content within the nba power rankings for talking true hoops thanks a lot for listening nick Yep, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I'm ready for the season to start. Let's go. Yep, thanks, guys. Be sure to join Rob and Nick for the next Talking True Hoops podcast.